Hello again. We do want to welcome you back to the Academy Podcast. Uh, as we've been looking at the last few weeks, we've been interviewing various uh, instructors and giving people a chance to get to know everyone. And so with me today is Brother Zach Hall. Good morning, Zach. Thank you for joining us here this morning. Good morning, brother. And as you well know, and just a reminder, we've been interviewing our instructors, asking a few questions, and then we have a Bible study uh, together. And so uh, we're going to just jump right in here this morning. Uh, why did you get into preaching? And if you attended preaching school, where did you attend? Of course, I knowing you, I know the answer to most of these questions. Whether Zach and I go back to the days of Crocker, Missouri, way back in, oh, that's too long ago, 2006, 2007. That makes yeah. me feel old. And so we go back to those days. Uh, but uh, anyway, not to reminisce too much here. Uh, why did you get into preaching and where did you go to preaching school at? Well, why I got into preaching is actually, I guess, an interesting story and don't want to go, you know, too depth into to past history. But when I first met you back in 2006 or whenever that was, really didn't have an interest in doing preaching. Uh, that was kind of the furthest thing from the mind. And I kind of, you know, went away from the church and lived life with a heathen and finally was getting my life back together. And my brother, who is also a gospel preacher, uh, he invited me to go to a gospel meeting in Aurora, Missouri, where B.J. Clark was holding a meeting. And so we went down to that meeting and B.J. Clark had a lesson that night on Jesus and the cross. And I was driving home and I thought to myself, man, if I wasn't a Christian, he would have converted me. I would have became a Christian that night. And so I got home, couldn't sleep. And I thought, you know, if I could preach half that good and bring one person to Christ, then I need to be a preacher. And so that's how I got into preaching. And so I think the next day, this had been back in 2016, I called uh, Jerry Sullins at the Bible Institute of Missouri. And that's where I ended up going to preaching school, graduated in 2018. And that's how I got into preaching. You know, I think I remember you telling me about you hearing a, <clears throat> hearing BJ at, at a gospel meeting there. Um, you know, it's always interesting here when guys decide to preach and, and why they do it. Uh, you know, I remember when <clears throat> Lisa and I first met <clears throat> and then we started talking about getting married. She told me she didn't want to marry a preacher. And so we kind of jokingly joke around about how, you know, I didn't become a preacher until after we got married. And, you know, uh, to kind of like you, I, preaching was one of those things that was the first from, from my mind for a long period of time. Uh, you know, I didn't like the idea of public speaking. Uh, I remember taking public speaking classes in school, and I hated them with a passion. And then, like Lisa said, well, now look what you do. You, you speak every every day, and people can't get you to be quiet. And so it's amazing how things turn about. Like I said, you know, you don't think about it, and then uh, you have something that, that comes along that really uh, piques your interest, and then you just can't get it out of your mind. Like you said, you know, like not being able to sleep that night without, you know, without thinking about it. And, uh, and I think I'm sure you can attest there's nothing else that you and I would want to do besides this, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I hear people say sometimes about how, you know, uh, instructors would say, if you can do anything else, do it. I think the reason behind that is because of the, of the difficulty and the things that are involved in preaching, but <clears throat> that's another topic for a whole other time. Yeah. Uh, now, how long have you been preaching and where are you preaching at now? Let's see. I started the first work that I had uh, was in Vienna, Missouri, and they 
uh, started labor with them actually when I was still in school. And so that would have been in, I think, December of 2017. I started working with them part time until I graduated school. And then when I graduated school in June of 2018, I went full time with them and I've been doing it ever since. So five, six years, somewhere in there. And I'm currently at the Park Street Church of Christ in Olathe, Kansas. Now, um, you when did you start with OEBS? And I think I know the answer to this myself, but. When did you start? And, and I think more importantly, why did you want to teach uh, with OABS? Well, I think before I answer the how long, I think I'll go with the why. Because so when I was at the Bible Institute of Missouri, uh, one of my instructors was the former director of OABS, uh, Brother Chuck Northrup. And as I was ending my time at the Bible Institute of Missouri, I remember talking to him and telling him, you know, hey, Brother Chuck, I want to. I want to work in a preaching school. I said, you know, how long should I wait uh, before I start inquiring about working with a preacher training school? And he gave me some advice. He said, get into the work, work, you know, one or two years. And he said, then you can start asking around. And he said, uh, he said, I might throw your name in for OABS. And I think at that time, I think Ted Thrasher was still the director, but I think his high, his health was declining at that point. And, uh, they were getting ready to make Chuck the director, but he wasn't quite the director yet. And so once Chuck became the director, you know, he started the, the Monday evening school and he approached me and he wanted me to teach on the Monday evening school. I was actually supposed to teach the apologetics course, the first Monday evening they had courses. And so I, you know, typed up the syllabus, did the homework. And then he come to me, I don't know, probably two or three weeks before Saturday school started and something had fell and fallen through and he needed me to teach on Saturday school. So I've been doing Saturday school ever since. And I think this semester is my third year with OABS teaching, at least in the fall semester. Third year. Yeah. You know, I remember I forgot uh, that you got you got into about the same time that uh, Chuck did at the director. Of course, Chuck taught a lot longer than he was the director. Um you know, when I think about all the directors or the, all the instructors that we have, and we have several new instructors. I, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd call you new since you've been here three years. You've been around the bend a few times. Uh, you know, once you do a fall and spring semester, you kind of see everything that you can can expect for the most part, especially when you're teaching a freshman class. You know, and we've talked about this before. You know, having four years of schooling freshmen, you have those who are who are eager to get into there and, and get started, and we have that as well in our other classes, but more so in the freshman class. But then there's there's always that that moment we have those who kind of are taking a uh, a second look at what they're doing and how many classes they're taking. Uh, you know, I'm the the rookie director, so to speak, and. And it's amazing how, uh, you know, you're always thankful for those who are eager to jump in there. But we always caution uh, students to not take more than what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And I know with you being a freshman, you have uh, being in the freshman class, you have a lot of students. Uh, I think, you know, if you're teaching a freshman class, you're going to have more students than anyone else uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, OABS, and you can attest to this as an instructor, is not a, a school that's for, uh, you know, everyone. It's not a school that's for those who, who think you can get in there and just kind of meander through it because 
what you see are those who realize quickly, this is not a joke. This is not something taken lightly. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you and appreciate all of our instructors because, uh, you know, there's a lot of patience with, with the new students, but also a lot of reminders that look, you know, you need to really think about how many classes you're taking and those types of things because, OEBS, when we say college level and we talk about four years of schooling, it is not something that you join into casually. Yeah. Uh, whether you're taking one class or four, uh, the the level of work and instruction is one that's going to take a, a, a great deal of, of uh, commitment and, and, and uh, attention as well and, and time. Now, as we've been doing, we've been having a uh, asking our instructors who are on here to to pick a, a verse or a section of scripture they want to talk about. And I'm so at this point, I'm going to let you uh, begin this study period for us. And so I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Russ. Um, the passage of scripture that I have chosen, really, I want to focus on really one particular verse, but you really have to gain the context. But for those that know me, those at Park Street that listen to this podcast, I'll probably chuckle. My wife, I guarantee you, she'll chuckle when she hears this. But probably one of my favorite verses of all time comes from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. There, Jesus speaking, he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, I love this particular verse because it's the priority. You know, it's going to show the priority of the Christian. And to really, I guess, appreciate it, you, you have to back up to verse 25 to where this particular context picks up, where the people that Jesus is talking to, this is in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, they're obviously concerned about the physical things. You know, he says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. So they're worried about food. Uh, they're worried about clothing. And so Jesus will really, if you look at it, he's really going to rebuke them in a sense. Now, you know, he'll tell them, you know, consider the birds of the air and they sow, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are ye not much better than they? He says, you're worried about these things. Look at the birds. Uh, the birds aren't nearly as uh, unique as a creature as you and I are as mankind, but yet God takes care of them. And then, you know, he'll, uh, in the next couple of verses, he'll say, well, consider the lilies of the field. Uh, God takes care of them and, and they're beautiful and they're arrayed. And yet they're here today and gone tomorrow. Is not God going to take care of you so much better? And a matter of fact, they're in uh, verse 32, uh, you know, he tells them, you know, for all these things, what you're eating, what you're drinking, he says, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that you need of all these things. And so God knows exactly uh, what you need. As a matter of fact, in verse 30, if you back up even one more verse. We talked about that rebuke. Jesus even says, oh, ye of little faith uh, to, to think that God is not going to take care of you. But I love verse 33 because you have this contrast, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Instead of worrying about the physical things, Jesus says your attention needs to be on the spiritual matters. And, you know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and plug OABS one more time. That's one of the things that I appreciate so much, especially about our registered students with OABS, because for those that are taking the Saturday classes, they're taking a Saturday. And I know I have students this semester that they're taking every single class that a freshman can take this year. 
and that's giving up your entire day. You know, me as an instructor, I just teach in the mornings on Saturdays. And so I come in, I, I teach my two hour class and then I have the rest of the day Well, these students, they're in, in classes all day long. They're giving up that Saturday. Uh, and I appreciate that so much. That shows the focus seeking first. I think about those students that do the Monday night and uh, what's moved into the Tuesday night class. They're taking afternoon. They're taking evenings where they could be doing other things and they're focusing on God. And, and that's uh, what we see here in this particular verse. Seek ye first. You know, I've when talking about this verse, I always will ask people in their mind, make a mental list of things that are important to you. Maybe your wife, maybe for those of you that are ladies, could be your husband, could be your children, maybe it's your job. And after you have that list, top five things, go back and reevaluate evaluate that list. Where's God on your list? Is he number one? Sometimes we find that God didn't even make the list. And... According to this verse, he should be number one. You should be seeking him. You should be seeking his kingdom. You should be seeking his righteousness. And God says, and here's the beauty, here's the beauty of this entire verse. If I'm putting God first and I'm doing everything that he tells me to do, John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. If I'm doing all that, then here's a promise from Jesus. Here's a promise from God. And you know the thing about promises from God you can take them to the bank. Uh, they're, they're, you're not going to have to worry about them. They're, they're going to be fulfilled. But it says, you seek me first in my kingdom, my righteousness, that all these things that you were worried about, the physical things, they're going to be provided unto you. It may not be the best clothes, but you're not going to be naked. It may not be the best food. You know, you're not going to be getting steak and lobster every night, but you're not going to go hungry. God says, I'm going to provide for you those things. And then, you know, he goes into verse 34 and he says, don't worry about tomorrow for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil out of there. And so Jesus is saying, focus here and now on the spiritual and live your life according to the commandments of God. And it's just a simple passage. Uh, but man, there's so much beauty and so much knowledge that can be gained from that. And I think that's probably why it's my favorite verse. I don't have a whole lot to say on it, although I could say a lot more, but we won't take too much more of people's time. But you, you know, you, you're, you're right. And I like the idea of, of the things being on our list. And, you know, when I look at Matthew 7, I think about the things that we carry around with us that we worry about. And he uses the phrase there in verse 30, when he says, oh, ye of little faith, you know, when he's talking about not worrying about tomorrow. And, you know, I like to think about the, the things we worry about sometimes as if we're putting it into a backpack on our back, which to me leads me down to Matthew chapter uh, 7. You know, the things we worry about, the things we try to carry with us, the things we think are important. You know, Matthew 7, for example, in verse 13, talks about the narrow gate and how, you know, there are a few who find that path, right? We find that in verse 14. And I think about how sometimes, you know, we're, you know, thinking about, for example, some parks and things have these gates, and some of them are more narrow than I care for. But, you know, you think about what what, what would happen if that, if it wasn't a, uh, if that gate was a little bit taller and you're wearing your, your backpack, could you get through that gate with that backpack? 
Now, think about it in the sense that the things we worry about. Can we get through that narrow gate? Can we walk down that narrow path that we're carrying things in our back that we think are so important that really are not? Things that we worry about, things we focus on that can consume our day, can consume our focus. You know, Matthew chapter, uh, you know, six there in verse 33 and 34, talking about those things that we we should not worry about, the, the things we're going to eat, things we're going to drink, the clothing. You know, think it's it's the problem we have sometimes is we move away from our our needs and we move into our wants when it comes to worry. Uh, we forget about what really is important. We start stuffing things in that backpack. And before you know it, we can't fit through that narrow gate anymore because we're worried about other things. We're focused on other things. And so that's a, real, a very real danger that we have to be uh, mindful of. And I don't care who you are, you know, myself included, that there are things sometimes we we're allowed to take, take uh, too much of our time of things we worry about too much. Then before you know it, we're not paying attention to things that we should, uh, you know, uh, I think about the, a, and I'm just going to throw out this example. I think about a father who's focused so much on uh, his own hobbies or focused so much on his own job. But he doesn't know what's going on in his children's lives. That's a real danger. And mm-hmm. so we don't want to be guilty of that as, as well. And so those are my two cents there for Matthew chapter uh, six and add a chapter seven there some, but, you know, there's so many great things we can learn from Matthew 6 with, like you said there in verse 33 and 34, about seeking first the kingdom of God, because that's what all of life is about, is putting God first. And when we do that, everything else really will fall into place. Yeah. Do you have any other comments you want to make before we close this this morning? Well, you know, you, you were mentioning there just really quickly, you know, that's what life's all about. You can't help but think about what Solomon write, would write there at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. The mm-hmm. whole of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And so that's what we're here. To, that's what we're here for. And if we lose sight of that, then we find ourselves on that, you know, wide way instead of that narrow gate that we need to be on. And so, uh, Always, Definitely. always good to focus on what's important. You know, we, and we think about the, all the things that's, that Solomon had. You know, we read there in the book Ecclesiastes. It's credited to him. You know, it talks about the preacher there, but mostly that to be a reference to Solomon. And he talks about there, I believe in uh, chapter chapters one and two about how he could have whatever he wanted. And yet, he come to the end of his life. He says basically that none of it mattered. And it's interesting. Sometimes I've been listening to a few different podcasts over over the last year or so some of them christian some are not it's interesting is there there is a rising uh of of, of acknowledgement from non-christians about how we spend too much time worrying about having enough money worrying about having enough things and it's interesting when you hear that coming from non-christians because they're realizing they're starting to realize the same thing that someone realized and that is that you know, our life does not consist in abundance of things that one possesses, to quote Christ himself. Uh, and so we have to be sure we don't allow ourselves to be consumed with worry about things that are beyond the scope of actual need. And so we want to we want to stay within the, the scope of taking care of our needs and putting God first and not worrying so much about the wants that we have in this life. So I'm going to stop there this morning. I do thank Brother Zach for being here with us this morning. I do thank you for listening to the Academy podcast. If you haven't already, I do encourage you to listen to the other episodes here and all the other podcasts as well that can be found on Byway Media. Again, this podcast is brought to you by OABS and by the by Byway Media. And we do thank you for tuning in today. We hope to see you again next time.